Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five, a weekly fighting game talk show brought to you by Steve. In fact, Steve picks the topics, makes the graphics, tells us what to hey, talk about. I'm I mean, seriously, here. he does it all. And also, it's his birthday. Hey! I'm wishing him a birthday here! There God, he is! Birthday. We should hey, this into our subscribers too. Yeah, Thank seriously, you guys. to uh, Zero Star X and Sam It Hard. Same Thard. Same to Hard. Same Thard? Sam Thard? Sam Thard. Same T Hardy. Same T Hardy. Uh, happy birthday to Steve. <laughs> Ace King I, I, I think we pronounced that seven different times. <laughs> seven different ways and missed all of them probably uh also on there on our panel joined joining us as he does every week from eventhubs.com is john velociraptor guerrero john say something nice about steve uh no. steve i really <laughs> every time i ever say anything remotely nice about steve or encouraging or anything he always just shoots it down and i like that he's confident enough about himself to do that Good job, Steve. Hey, there you go. That's a nice thing to say. Mike, I haven't heard you say something nice about Steve. Well, I was just agreeing with everything you said. Steve is the heart of the show, and he's also our um, hes our guy on the right. He's the furthest <laughs> right on the screen. And that's thats something else. And that's also not his uh, tag. He loves or... Trump. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, tonight on the show, we're wow. going to have... We're gonna have. We're gonna talk about a new Smash game reveal. I know you're excited to talk about that as a diehard resident Smash player. We're gonna talk about free agents that got picked up. Um, by consensus, we decided not to talk about Daigo versus Tokido. Yeah, just not important enough. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, I felt like no one cared because it was an exhibition with no money on the line. It was like, like, why even do it? Yeah. We all feel the same way. So we're not gonna talk about that. Um, like and bitch. then these fine gentlemen on the dais on the panel will break down one game as a preview for final round. We're all looking forward to that. Um, all right, so do we have a recap? Yes, we do. We had a couple events go down this weekend. Uh, let's start in the UK with the Gfinity Elite Series. Uh, their third season kicked off, and the word of the day was Mollywop. Every single match uh, that you saw was either a 4-0 or a 4-1. You only had four of those in the in all of regular season, uh, in season two, four on the opening day. That is not necessarily a great showing for Epsilon and Unilad, the new the newcomer there, but obviously Fnatic, Ares putting in work. Phenom uh, for Nordavind got his win in his only match, his first ever uh, Gfinity match, so congratulations to him. Uh, if we take a look at the table as it stands through opening week, uh, you see that hashtag United and Method will get things going in uh, the second week. Uh, Is this what you wanted like... to look at? Am I on the right graphic, bro? I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry. You're, you're right. Uh, in group play, the winner of each group goes directly to the semifinals and then the second and third place teams advance to the playoffs they'll play uh the opposite uh finisher from each other so second in group a plays third in group b and vice versa so uh only four only four games that these guys get to play in group stage for so every round's going to be important hey, hey uh, steve before you go on i have a question yes. what is the gfinity elite series uh, that is a uh, televised series uh, that's run out of the UK. Uh, they play Street Fighter, 
They also have FIFA and Rocket League this year. Uh, Obviously, each of these teams that you see have teams in all three of those competitions. So there's an individual game championship, and then there's also a team championship. So um, it's, I know last season was, it aired on Jinx TV, if I remember correctly. So you may see this uh, uh, on your, on TV as well as on Facebook live, not Twitch, which was a little bit of a, uh, point of emphasis for some people. That's going to come up again here in the context of the Capcom Pro Tour, but we'll wait for that till we get to that story. All right, moving on here. Do we have any other recaps? Any? I mean, it wasn't important, but I guess we should at least look at the graphic. Yeah, there was no money <laughs> on the line, so uh, it doesn't really matter all that much. Pull it back up. I, I can't even do this with a straight face anymore. If you did not oh, watch, shit, sorry, Kimono wrong Michi, one. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you did not miss, uh, if you did not watch Kimono Michi this past weekend, you messed up. Uh, all three of these uh, exhibitions were fantastic. Uh, Kotaka Shoden took it to Ito in uh, Super Turbo. Yu Yu and Tanukana. Oh my goodness, what a set that was! That went down. Final game, final round. UU came back in each, was down 0-2 in the final game, came back in each of the final rounds. It was, that was some intense Tekken. And then obviously the big one everyone's talking about, Daigo 10-5 over to Kido. And it was 10-5, but honestly it was a bit of a whopping. Like, I, I don't think that 10-5 accurately shows how dominantly Daigo took that set. I feel like he was really in control the whole time. And it, it just the confidence between both players in, in the cameras and in their play was, it, it was really in Daigo's favor the entire time. Yeah. And, and that, that, oh, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say, like, kind of the significance here, um, if you were to watch this kind of in a vacuum, you go, okay, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Daigo is, is you know, is Daigo. And so Kido absolutely celebrated, absolutely storied, but he's not Daigo, right? But if you look at it like the last couple of years, like say you just joined the FGC for Street Fighter V, right? Then your perception of this is a little bit skewed, I think. And I think there's a, there's a significant amount of people that are out there that, that have only seen Daigo playing Street Fighter V. Still very good, still Capcom Pro Tour worthy, still does decent at tournaments, but definitely not the same as he always has you know, with, with older iterations of Street Fighter. And so Kido's just been like rising, 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 and then now arguably the best Evo champion and everything. So you go, wait a second, how how does this, you know, why, why is everyone first of all giving the edge to Daigo? And then Daigo, how did he win this so dominantly? And of course you look back over the past and especially Daigo's ability at first to tens uh, and, and all of his history as a player and you go, okay, I guess that makes more sense. And yeah. it j- can you guys replay that clip that you were uh, showing? Hold it. Because that, yep. that was, I think, the key moment in the entire match. Uh, it was 5-3 uh, at this point. Here we go. It was 5-3. Tokido lands a combo, wants to go DP to extend it. Instead, the super comes out, loses all his meter, loses all the momentum, ends up losing the game that round if if he wins that obviously he was down one round already but you never know what happens could take it to five four and that's a much more doable task than being down six three to long set daigo with prep time i think that moment really 
turned the set on its head. Yeah, and there was a few big things that went on. I mean, speaking of prep time, one of the big stories is that Daigo is actually playing versus young Akuma players and learning the matchup inside and out to the point where, you know, he was claiming he knew just about as much about Akuma as anyone else. Um, a big thing that he and Fudo talked about post-match was Daigo was actually utilizing standing still in place a lot in the in the match because when you crouch your hurt box you're wider your character's mm -hmm. wider so by standing still you're not walking backwards you're you're keeping your ground but you're also not widening your character's hitbox wow. and what that allowed him to do was stay in a range where Tokido thought crouch medium kick would hit but it would whiff and then Daigo would punish it with a back fierce and it was honestly incredible like Fudo's words were that it disgusted him that he went that <laughs> far and I can understand exactly why he said that it's like Wow, Daigo like really still has that like next level stuff going on. It was pretty awesome to watch. And you know, you gotta appreciate it even more considering using Guile, you wanna be holding back. Yeah, exactly, back. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean he he's not holding the charge and he said he's forfeiting the charge for spacing, Jeez. which is, you know, it, it's just one of those really small interactions that sounds like nothing, but in a match like this, really did a huge amount throughout this course of the game. And I'd like to even say further that this is a game that has, you know, the seven frames of input lag. It's hard to go from neutral to blocking instantly when someone throws a button. And he managed to do it pretty well the entire set. And it seemed to really work out for him. So, Drew or False in the chat says that the 10-5 speaks a lot for Takedo if you consider that, and granted it was a different game, but he went 10-0 versus Shen, 10-2 versus Infill. So, 10-5, it's like Takedo was able to last that long and get that many on yeah, the board. Yeah, I mean, well, it was yeah. good. I, I honestly, and I hate to, like, feel like I'm saying I would know more than anything about Tokido, but I would really like to hear why he used V-Trigger 2. It did not seem like it did a lot for him, that set, and most people who play Akuma were, were saying that they would definitely use V-Trigger 1 versus Guile, so I'd really like to hear the reasoning he has behind that. Maybe there's something that I, we just didn't get to see. I'm wondering if that's more of a play against Daigo than a play against Guile. Could be, although he's been using it a lot more than anyone else, so it, it, it's tough to say. My, my question, I, I, yeah, go ahead, John. I was going to say, I see V-Trigger 2 more as a means of scoring damage, given that you're going to get in, where I think V-Trigger 1 is a little bit more uh, a means to get close. Obviously, you score damage with V-Trigger 1 as well, but with like the double fireballs and things like that, it gives um, Akuma a little bit more in the way of options to get in. So uh, I think that at least maybe in part could be part of it. But then again, Guile is a character that you really need to focus on getting in on. So I don't know, maybe a V-Trigger 1 would have been a better co uh, call for him. So, if if Tokido ever beats Daigo in a tournament setting, three out of five or best of five, um, does it negate this one? Who's better? I think, what are you that, basing I think that part of why Tokido got so emotional is because he feels like his three out of five sets versus Daigo just don't mean anything. Like, until he's able to beat Daigo in first to ten, he has the mentality, and he's even said things along these lines where he's like, I'm not the best. Winning a tournament doesn't make me the best. Winning Evo doesn't make me the best. I have to beat Daigo in the first to ten. <laughs> and he and he got he he lost pretty convincingly. So I mean, I think he's really going to be you know working hard to win tournaments. But I think he's really going to be focused on trying to do this again. So it's, it's yeah. two different things though. I think, and I think there's I a agree. lot like like. Tokido is trying to be kind of modest too, especially when of you're course. talking about Daigo, who everyone has so much reverence for, and that's good and that's right. 
Um, in this first to 10 setting, though, you're really measuring the ability of one player to understand another player. And, and it, that's it. You're in this one tunnel where it only has to do with this other player. A whole tournament, like winning Evo, you have to wade through the scrubs. And then immediately you have to transition to playing, oh, this player's better. I identify that. Now I have to change my gameplay, maybe take less risks, more risks, whatever. Um, and that's its own set of skills, right, to be able to do that kind of a thing. Uh, Daigo has also proven that he can do that many, many times. But, um, I mean, yes, both instances, you're playing Street Fighter, you're showing your skill, but uh, I think it's one thing to be good at going through a tournament and another thing to be able to go in this long haul against someone that really knows what's up, given time to prepare for the whole thing. Um, so, I, I mean, I understand Tokido's, uh, you know, sadness and everything about it, but it's only one avenue of testing your skill. And he has shown, at least at Street Fighter V, that his abilities as far as getting through a tournament are, have been stronger than Daigo's. So that's something to count for him. Oh, I mean, there's tons. I mean, I, I think at some point your bar just raises, right? I mean, he's he won Evo. He got second at Capcom Cup. He was dominating the season one, two, and three. At some point, you know, it just it's not enough for him anymore, and he wants he has a he has a new plateau that he wants to reach. So I mean, good for him that he's able to stay motivated despite being, in a lot of people's opinions, at the top or at least right there. And we've been talking about it already a little bit, but he starts crying. What do you think is causing those tears? Mike, yeah. what do you think? Well, I, I think what's causing those tears is basically what I just said, which is that, like, this isn't a chance he gets a lot, you know? Like, this is this is what he felt was proving to himself that he was now at the top. And that's obviously what he's striving for as someone who's a professional player. And, you know, he, he lost. He lost, and who knows when he'll get to show it again. Who knows when the next time he'll get to play a first to ten versus Daigo where Daigo takes it seriously is. Probably not for a while. So, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking if that's really your goal. And it seems like... From the interview, from the tears after, his goal is beating Daigo. That is it. That's all. That, that's what matters to him now. Not Evo, not Capcom Cup, beating Daigo. And if that catches on, especially with, I mean, as, as hype as this set was, the post-match interview afterwards, the emotional reaction, that got a lot of attention. So, uh, I mean, maybe Tokido wins Evo again and gets like kind of a rematch because it seems like this is something of a theme that if you win Evo, maybe you get a, a first attempt against Daigo. Um, not always, but sometimes. But the fact that this is getting as much attention as it is, it might not be that long, especially if, like what you're saying, Mike, we turn this into, a, like, Tokido's new chief end is to beat Daigo, which would be amazing. Like, what a good story. Like, everyone, I'm, I'm watching that every week, you know, until we find out what happens, so. And I, I think we have a quote from Daigo, actually, uh, from the interview he did right after the match about it. Uh, he basically says, yeah, it's right there. He says, we didn't have any money on the line. This had no relationship to the CPT. It was just like an extended battle at the arcade. When I saw how Tokido was so shocked at this loss, I thought, this is what fighting game players are about. It's all about putting your pride on the line. And I mean, that's what it is. This is, in Tokido's mind, he was thinking, this is my measuring stick. This is how I'm going to judge myself as a player, which... Uh, it's amazing that you're talking about an Evo champion, someone who was one round away from winning Capcom Cup, arguably first ballot Hall of Famer in the fighting game Hall of Fame. And he doesn't think he's good enough yet. That You see the level of drive that Tokido has, the level of passion he has. Um, it, 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 it sucks now, but it's in a way it's inspiring to yeah. see. I'd like to say one more thing about Komodo Michi, which is just that like, if you really want to see 
ST play and what Daigo, I mean, maybe the strongest praise any he gave any player in, a, in an interview was he said that Kotaka Shoten was the ideal fighting game player. And if you watch that set, you're going to be like, damn, he really might be. Because that was the most incredible fighting game play I've ever seen. That guy's guile in the last two sets he's played is just, it looks like an unclimbable mountain. Final thoughts on Daigo and his place in the legacy of the fighting game community. John, I'm going to toss it to you, pal. What do you think of this song, Gun? I think this was huge for Daigo because if he loses this first to 10, then that kind of solidifies and, and kind of, you know, um, emphasizes the negativities that people might have been saying about him over these last couple of years of Street Fighter V, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the fact that he took this against arguably the best Street Fighter V player in the world right now in such a uh, like overwhelming fashion, you go, that that is the Daigo, like that is the legend that people see when they when they picture Daigo, when they hear the name and things like that. And for him to continue that is really big for the FGC. It means we still have that idea of Daigo, right? And that that standard and that like legendary, almost untouchable status where you go, okay. Tokido's the absolute best. Great, he's done all this. Let's put him up against Shin Daigo, right? First to ten, have time to prepare. Batman Daigo doesn't even come close. And and I love having that. That's it's magical. And there's no player better to have under that banner than Daigo, at least not for the time being. Um, and we don't have to spend too much more talking about this. But just out of curiosity, how do you think, based on what you just said, John, how do you think things would have gone if Daigo had not taken it? Well, that would have started to transition us to probably a time where we don't have that anymore. And like it could another player could rise to that kind of um, status in the community's eyes, but it would take a long time and a lot of building. Sure, we have players like Tokido and Infiltration on their way up, but no one's got the, the track record, the history, the story, the marketing the of, of Daigo. <laughs> right, yeah, so it'd take a long time. So it's really nice that we still have that because I think we'd, in, in at least a certain way, be kind of lost for a while or, or not have that component. But thanks to Daigo, we still have the Daigo magic. And I think it's, it's really cool, too, just because... Long game fighting game sets are a lot different than short game fighting game sets. I mean, seeing stuff like Daigo's, you know, hold neutral to, to beat low forward, that's something that you don't try in a two out of three or in a three out of five, because it's risky, right? Like you're holding neutral, you're not blocking. But when you know you're playing versus Tokido for, you know, up to 19 games in a row, you do it, you do it, why not? You have so many games to give and it worked out and you saw a level of play that's higher than you'll ever get to see in a three out of five. Pretty cool. And this isn't the only long set we'll be talking about uh, later on in the broadcast when we talk about final round. I think you're going to be talking about that exhibition match between Sonic Fox and Goichi. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on Kimono Michi? There's a third one coming at some point. They, they haven't announced a date, so get excited for that. Um, I hope it's if, – if the sets are half as good as what we saw this weekend, it's going to be a great event. Yeah, and I mean the production of the videos is just like so next level as far oh, as like God. how how fun they are to watch, and they're not they're really not corny at all, except in like the good way, you yeah. know, where it's they're amazing. It, it's like you know, if you ever watch wrestling, you know how you watch WrestleMania, you watch any pay per view, and there's a that build up movie that that perfectly describes the last two months leading up to this match. They nailed that aspect. But hit it out of the park. So <laughs> if 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 you don't even have time to go back and watch the matches, go back and watch the promo video. And Daigo is such a hilarious devil's advocate of an interviewer, just like randomly, like as as just as every interview is about to end, he like makes up some shit talk from the other guy. 
And you can tell half the time you just made it up. But it's godlike. Um, Steve, it's your birthday. What are we going to next? Uh, let's talk about some of these new signings. Yeah, free agent no more. Um, hey, I'm blocking Hey, shout-outs to... Hey, I haven't, done a, I haven't done a GIF yet. Let me do one here. Let's do the old doggeroonie. Thank you. Thank you, Kwanzai. Thank you, Kwanzai. Much appreciated, the sub. Um, all right, so we had some... Now, not all the free agents that we talked about last week got picked up. It was, um, if I'm not mistaken, Liquid is back in the fighting game. They had a nice little splash yeah. there. And they am coming back out with Nemo and John Takeuchi. No American pickups on this one. And, of course, uh, uh, Knuckledew was their big uh, fighting game player, but uh, he has moved on. And they had an exhibition know. match between Nemo and John T, which Nemo took pretty convincingly. But that is instantly one of the strongest teams, period. Like, you know, like those are two of the best right now. So, awesome team. For Street Fighter V. Yeah. Um, and do, I, are these I, guys playing any other games? No. Not at this level right now. Obviously, they're they're talented players. But uh, I think you're going to see a big wave this year of signings in Japan. You know, with this new pro player system, uh, the pro player license program, uh, you have an opening uh, to a market that was more or less unexpected inaccessible for a lot of these companies so i mean liquid could pick up a player but they couldn't really get a whole lot out of it until you know now there are big money events in japan now there are players who can actually afford to make fighting games they're living outside of just daigo and a couple others here and there so uh i i expect this to be the first of many uh, Japanese signings this year. They should give me a team. I, I will just pick up every Abigail and Rashid player just like in a row. I'll just take any of them. I, just all of them, any of them, all of them. That's my team, the Donk All Stars. I was just about to say any player that plays Rashid should be sponsored just because be, yeah, like, they're going to yeah. make you some money, man. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, By the way, they have you seen the logo they used? Uh, the red one? The red one that is sick. so badass. Let me see if I can get a picture up here. Oh I, man, that I, I is just real put slick. It in the dock. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like their Japanese like theme on the original liquid icon. Pretty cool. I'm gonna pull it up here while you guys talk about it. Um, but not... for anybody who's not super familiar, although if you aren't, you've been living under a rock. What can you tell us about these two players? A little more in depth. Yurian, uh, Rashid. Well, John T is John. Uh, Takeuchi is actually, from what I understand, started with Street Fighter Five. And he's mm -hmm. and was he's a, guy a youngin. In, yeah, he's a youngin. Yeah. He's like under twenty. Dabs he like a monster. Played with his friends online and eventually kind of surpassed them and got interested in climbing the ranked ladder. And then all of a sudden was going out to tournaments. Uh, I remember he went to first attack in Puerto Rico as one of his first, you know, out of Jap Japan tournaments and won that pretty convincingly, dabbing on camera, doing Rashid's moves, and he kind of became a fan favorite. And he was really. One of the best Rashid players, period, in season one, where he was considered a little less strong, and then early on in season two, he dropped off a little bit at the end of season two, and people like Gachikun and Moke made Capcom Cup and kind of surpassed him. But then, with Evo Japan, it had been shown that he has clearly made huge leaps and bounds to become maybe the best Rashid again right now, or at least top three, making second in Evo Japan, giving Infiltration a huge run for his money, and you know overall just being one of the strongest players right now. One thing I like about it is that he's young. I like seeing these young guys. Um, what can you tell me you about uh, Nemo? 
Nemo is <laughs> nice you know, a fighting game legend, right? And he's actually, you know, he's been very good in old games, Guilty Gear, etc. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Street Fighter 4, where he made top eight. Uh, I mean, he's made top eight in at least four different games at Evo. It, he, I feel like he, the way he plays, it's fun to watch, whether it's his Relento he or is... his Urien. <sighs> he, he's one of those interesting players where he's insanely calculated, but also very offensive. You know, oftentimes you, you associate the calculated players with a defensive, neutral, heavy style, but he goes in super hard, but is perfect on all of his combo choices, does punishes that no one else does, does Aegis setups that no one else does. It feels like he comes to every new tournament with, like, 20 new things. Which is really, really fun to watch. And yeah, he's like, he's definitely the Urian player to watch out for, and definitely the Urian every other Urian bases, you know, their play off of. And he has so far convincingly beaten Itazan and convincingly beaten John, uh, John Takauchi in first of fives. So he might be the guy to beat right now in a lot Not of ways. Not to mention that hilarious handshake. <laughs> oh, yeah, Itazan. and he's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a good one. He's definitely got that cocky air behind him that, you know, he pulls off really well and everyone loves. So. Yeah, and it's just amazing to see uh, John Takeuchi not too long ago. This was a guy who needed to go on Kappa and get uh, crowdfunding to go to some of these international tournaments. Now you can expect to see him at a bunch of American events. So it, 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 it it's amazing to watch a player grow and develop right in front of your eyes. And uh, he's going to be a final round, if I'm not mistaken. Nemo is. I think he announced that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. It, you need guys like that. Okay, it's going to sound like a, a shitty thing to say, but for a game on Street Fighter Five, you need guys like Nemo that are so much fun to watch to keep the uh, to keep the interest. Um, well, that helps in every game, really. Sure. If I mean, in every game, you're going to have a guy like a poke chop. You're going to have a guy like a John Takeuchi, a, a, a person who is a character as much if not more without any disrespect intended uh than just a player so that helps keep the entertainment level high that helps make connections with fans keeps keeps interest not just in the tournaments but in these players particularly because you know one big a big portion of of the interest in this is the interest in the individual players you don't necessarily or you you want to see great Street Fighter players, but you also want to see how your particular favorite is doing. Yeah, and you know, uh, going off of the whole entertainment thing, not in game, but uh, Nemo known for wearing his business suits when he plays, looking very professional. I really hope that like Liquid makes a business suit with Liquid, like maybe just a little lapel or something like that. It'd be so sick for Nemo. Uh, that would that would go be well worth the dollar. Everyone would love that. People are worried because they've already he, he's already taken pictures with his jersey, his regular Team Liquid jersey, and nah, people are boo. hoping that that's uh, that they let him do something else. I know with Alien wear, he got to wear like you know a button up at least, but I think it still had like an Alien. It had an Alien wear logo on a button up, and so <laughs> that was like you know a middle ground. Um, he, those two gentlemen were not the only ones that were picked up. Steve, what you got for us, pal? Uh, if you remember this game called Tekken, I heard of it. You yeah. Might be familiar. I forgot. With it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Kodans, the reigning world champion, got picked up by Team UYU. I wasn't sure if it I was saw that you tweeted at him and asked them to uh, to tell you what it's pronounced. Or how it's pronounced? Uh, well, we got clarification. Uh, he was with uh, Team Rocks, uh, but 
there was a little bit of an issue with the contract about how much he'd be able to travel, especially considering this year how important international travel is going to be in terms of qualifying for the Tekken World Tour Finals. So UYU came in, Markman, with the assist, and now you're going to see this man at a bunch of different events uh, throughout the world. Great news for fans, terrible news for guys who have to deal with its devil gin. <laughs> and, of course, it's perfect timing, right, for both these uh, pickups, both these sets of pickups, because both Pro Tours start at final round this weekend. Right. Uh, he, Godans, is not going to be at final round, at least as of right now. Um, he does have a real-life job, you know, and that was uh, rumored to be one of the other hang-ups. Rox wanted him to be a full-time gamer, uh, whereas UYU will let him... Uh, let him keep his job, play as well. Um, his he, uh, Apparently his employer is going to let him take more days off in order for him to travel. So good news for him. And like I said, bad news for everyone like who has to if you're a sponsor, you should probably... Job. So I, mean, yeah. I don't know. It seems strange to me that that would be a hang up. He's I. He, he, he I. <laughs> and he's playing like the hardest character, at least, you know, one of the hardest, the Mishimas. So, Steve, yeah. what else can you tell he us can, this he guy? Can pull it off. What else can you tell us about this guy in the context of the Tekken 7 landscape of competitors? Uh, th this was a guy who a lot of people hadn't heard of. Uh, a lot of people newer to the scene hadn't heard of. He was a monster some time ago, but he kind of took a step back, injuries, real life, uh, came back with a vengeance, especially in the second half of the season. And now he's going to be one of the clear favorites uh, going into 2018. Play, again, plays Devil Jin, a character that you don't necessarily see a whole lot of at the top level. Uh, so a lot of people latched onto him, not just for his story, but being a breath of fresh air um, in a sea of Jack Sevens. Yeah, it's kind of cool because, I mean, Devil Jin's, he's usually considered top tier, but he's so hard to play that, you know, a lot of people don't play him. And with the new era of fighting games, you see a lot less of that. So I think that excites people. You know what else is a breath of fresh air? What is Steve. that? Steve. Happy birthday, Steve. If you're just joining <laughs> us now live on Best of Five, it's Steve's birthday. Are we are we doing this all day? Yeah, at, at least for the for, for a, I mean, an hour and a half. Birthday chunk? all day? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're cutting that off at seven o'clock. Cutting it off. And uh, uh, you're 25 now, right, Steve? Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go. Quarter with century, <laughs> Steve. Woo, birthday twins. Getting up there. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I'm not the oldest guy on this show now. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'll be the oldest guy on the show for a little bit uh, until you tell us how old you actually are. Um, so, I am Android 18 plus Android 16. <laughs> mm, 27, a great age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that Arizona school system. Uh, also, if you go to Twitter, best of five uh, show. Is it, what's our Twitter handle? Best of five or best of five best show? Best of five show. Best of five show. Uh, there's a best picture. Best of V show. Best of V, the letter V, Roman numeral V, five. Um, we have a picture of Steve eating some bacon. And uh, we'd like for you guys to Photoshop it. Anything that comes to mind, whatever you want to do, make sure to DM those directly to Steve. And um, you know what? Just like the question of the day, we might use your answers on the show. Yeah, did I, we just get a purple 
purple crystals for Steve's birthday. Hey, what's I, up? Dr. W Bit Farmer and Zero Star <laughs> HX uh, just gave us some purple crystals. Shout outs to Steve. Why? Thanks, Why? Steve. I, I, I appreciate it, but no. God. <laughs> All right. Not for me. Not for me. It's for you. I'll take your purple crystals. Yeah, yeah. Give it to John. John is. John does stuff. I do all the social media anyway. I deserve it. (laughs) Yeah, he retweets real hard from the Event Hubs account. We appreciate that too, by the way. (laughs) All right, moving on to the thing that Steve has been wanting to talk about, not only all week, but probably for years. Um, Big announcement from CEO. Steve. Yeah. Um. This was a bit of a surprise. You know, you remember the last couple of years that CEOs had Kenny Omega, uh, one of the top stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the top wrestlers in the world right now. He's been a big part of that show. Uh, You figured, okay, he's going to come in and be a competitor again. Uh, He's going to come back as a wrestler. Uh, They Jabali announced earlier or late last week that they are actually going to run a New Japan wrestling show at the CEO venue on CEO weekend. Uh, We have some of the details now. They haven't announced a whole lot, uh, but they are going to run if you you have the graphic that you can pull up. Yeah, I can do Uh, that. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems kind of cool because it's gone from like Kenny Omega was obviously a big and popular wrestler when he came to CEO the first time, but it seems like he's really skyrocketed in popularity as far as a wrestler, not just in the FGC since then. And so it's cool to have seen that this has gone from like a fighting game tournament that had a wrestler there to like one of the biggest gay fighting game tournaments that has one of the biggest wrestlers there actually wrestling. Yeah. I mean, he is, when, when we interviewed him two years ago, he had a great year, you know, he, he, he was, getting into the discussions of one of the great greatest wrestlers in the world. And then a year later, he's like almost universally considered number one or number two. It's ridiculous. But enough of that. Uh, let's l- talk about the show that they're running. Uh, this will take place at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, which is the arena venue that CEO is going to hold finals day on. Uh, it will be on the opening Friday. Uh there, this will the show will be open. Uh, tickets will be available to the general public, but CEO attendees will get in on a pre-sale. Uh, there will also be a uh, discount available to attendees. Uh, the match card and participants have not been announced yet. You would assume Kenny Omega will be part of that, but nothing 100% confirmed on that part. Uh, Jabaley said there are plans to show it to those who aren't attending, whether that means a free stream on Twitch uh, or uh, through a paid stream like uh, New Japan subscription service. We're, we don't know yet, but something to look forward to in June for uh, I know a lot of people are really excited about this. You know what else you guys could look forward to and you don't even have that? to wait. Tell me. Is this interview here? that we have uh, back in the dot esports days that uh, your boy Steve Jurek did with Kenny Omega. I'm going to do a little fast-forwarding. Um, and just shout-outs to, uh, to Steve. I feel like at the beginning of this interview, Kenny was, like, not super excited to be doing so many damn interviews. But Steve did such a good job. <laughs> 
that by the end of it, the dude was super engaged. I think he really appreciated the questions you were asking him. And uh, that's a decent interview. Y'all should go check it out. It's on the Dottie Sports yeah. YouTube page. This man, that man was getting pulled in so many different directions that weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we tried doing it like three or four different times and the timing didn't work out. Um, so, but he was incredibly professional, uh, friendly with every single person that came up to him. So uh, it, just an amazing, amazing weekend for him. Uh, amazing week, you know, it is probably the highlight of my FGC career to date. Uh, and we'll see what happens at CEO. Um, so, yeah. I'm a little if sad, Steve, fence. to hear that because you've both met me and done a show with me. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? The Ice Age. From Batman. All right. I think we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Y'all missed a real great joke. Uh, why don't you tell us that one again, John? No, please don't. Nope, can't can't do it twice <laughs> in a row. It kills the magic. Um, people are asking, Ace King Offsuit, are you going to CEO again this year? There, there are some financial things that I have to uh, straighten out. We'll see. But uh, you mean have... if everyone in the chat gave one dollar, you'd be able to go to CEO? <laughs> oh God, no. You mean no, like a birthday no. present? <laughs> don't oh, do man. this don't do this Purple I don't want Steve. people throwing money no no <laughs> no no I'm serious uh, if people throw money at me it may have to go to other things besides me getting to watch uh, hashtag pay Steve's bills like more bacon <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time much. Steve <laughs> um, alright so don't give anything to Steve ever um, right, again <laughs> Moving on. Have you? Are you still playing Dragon Ball Fighters? I am still playing Dragon are Ball. You excited Fighters. about it's the actually, game? Actually, like this. This is the first time I've taken a game this seriously in a long time. So I am. I'm playing. What's the? I'm magic? probably going to actually go to a tournament for it. Well, something I, I haven't done in like a year. Maybe you haven't heard, but uh, there was a trailer that dropped today for Broly. And really, the only it person looks really big, man. That's a big looking dude. Huge. Yeah, he's a big dude. Um, what can you glean from this trailer? So, so right there you saw his auto combo yeah. is two hits leading into a grab, which is similar to a character, yep. Android 16. Yep. He also has a lot of armor moves, and he seems to have like a, an air grab that brings you back down to the ground, also like Android 16, mm -hmm. who is one of the strongest characters in the game for the reason specified. So people are saying that this looks good so far. Now, obviously, it's like eight seconds of gameplay. He could be terrible. He could be godlike. But it's promising for him that he has a few of these tools, and I think. You, hmm? Well, before you get off like the the specifics of his uh, of his moves, um, one of the big things that I think people are questioning when he looks like Android 18 and when he has that move where he smashes you into the ground, right? The big question is, is that a hard knockdown? Now, obviously, there's no way to know right now. At least I don't think there's a way to know right now. But you, as someone that's playing this game and more technical about it, do you think it is one way or the other? Does, I think no he will not have guess? one, if I had to guess. Yeah. And from what I saw, it looked like his command grab did not do the knockdown that quite looked like 16s. I don't know for sure. Um, my assumption is that they won't make that mistake again. But who the hell knows? <laughs> so um, he, he, looks, he looks cool. I mean, a lot of people were like, excited for this character and not sure if he'd make it in because he was a movie character or stuff like that. So I think this is definitely like the most important quote unquote DLC character for them to have released. 
So I think it's a good thing for the game and for the scene and for Dragon Ball fans that he was released first. All I want to know is what uh, Broly Lex thinks about him. I wonder if he's playing Dragon Ball. I don't suppose I you know. I haven't talked to Broly in a while. Why haven't we been on his Twitter? That's Yeah, you're right. I'm going to look that up right now no, while you guys talk about other stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> you said you, I think you already just mentioned it again, but before the show you were talking about how uh, this game is doing so well, that it, but, but it's drawing players away from other anime games. I mean, I don't think it's a major thing. I just think that a lot, like, you're seeing right now at the Evo entrance, that the other anime games are not necessarily like Guilty Gear was actually really one of the most popular games entrant wise in 2017. It was like, you know, Street Fighter and Tekken and Guilty Gear were often at the top and stuff like that. And it just feels like at this point, a lot of anime players have decided, wow, we finally have a game that's so far in the spotlight. I'm mm -hmm. going to focus on that. Is it and there's still Guilty Gear players, of course, and there's people who don't like Dragon Ball Z and do like Guilty Gear. They're extremely different games. Anime games are like more different than almost any other type of game because they're so crazy. But right. I, I think they tend to attract people who like a lot of them. And do you think that they're drawing players from other anime games or also drawing uh, players seems like from really pretty drawing much all games? players from all games. I mean, it seems like you're seeing Street Fighter players play it. You're Smash seeing players. A lot of the Japanese people who used to play anime but now play Street Fighter going back to anime for it. You know, Moke and Goichi and Kazunoko and, you know, all those people are playing it. You're seeing some Smash players try it. NRS uh, a players. A ton of Marvel players have, have decided that this is going to be their main game. Uh, yeah, even NRS players. I guess Toxin, who was an NRS Sonic player, Fox. just won a tournament uh, this past weekend. So, yeah, it seems like they're really drawing people from every game, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed. And it's definitely exceeded where I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot less popular than it is. Dang, dog. So. Um, that's exciting. Um, speaking of super exciting games that are just blowing up the charts, uh, Injustice 2, Gods Among Us. Is it still called Gods Among Us? In um, Injustice 2 has a tournament. That was just the first one. <laughs> Injustice 2 has a tournament. An exhibition tournament uh, at South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas. And they have just announced a $20,000 prize pool. Wow. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and your boy here has a list of entrants, confirmed entrants. So if you're, if you're into this game, and I am, I know you're a huge fan. Um, these are some, I don't see Sonic Fox on here, but there's a lot of good names on here. ALG's Dragon, GGEA Ominous, Malo18, Mr. Fifth, if I'm pronouncing that right. Collusion, Drew Zod, Dr. African, your boy, Toy, uh, Noble Samij, Biohazard, Honeybee, White Boy, Slayer. There's some good names on there. Uh, yeah, there's. I, I hate to be a hater, but as one of the uh, one of the throwaway people at last year's South by Southwest <laughs> tournament, right? Like they had a few. I, I think it's cool to have a few local people. I think they went a little too far with this one. Um, I think there are. I, I don't know if they had trouble getting people, but I feel like. Half of those entrants are not major names in Injustice, and the other half are, and it seems a little skewed to me. Uh, the whole thing seems a little rushed to me, if you want me to be honest. Is it rushed, or is it competing with Final Round? Uh, I think it's a combination. Yeah. So uh, I feel it kind of sucks that this turned out this way. Um, I hope it's hype. I hope, I mean, obviously, several of those players are the best players in the world, and I'm sure the GGA guys will do great too, but I mean, it does just seem thrown together. Well, keep in mind that there is also uh, open entry for this. Uh, that will open up. The The tournament itself is on Thursday. Uh, it will be streamed on SXSW Gaming Esports. Uh, so they're going to have some on-site registration in addition to these players. So if you're at oh, okay. the event, well, you can still throw in throw your 
your uh, name in the hat and fight for a share of 20K. So for the record, they were not trying to compete with Final Round. And uh, for people asking, it's actually this Thursday. So you can watch all your streams and not have any kind of overlap. I really, really hope it. they bring back the style for, you know, other games that they had last year, though. Which is? They had, I mean, it was a round robin for two groups, and then there was a bracket at the end, and it felt like, you know, outside of myself, you got to see a ton of really, really good Street Fighter. <laughs> hey, you beat Ricky. <laughs> I did. I did get my one win. I did not go 0-7. There was no memes with my name in them. Thumbs up. Dude, you beat the yes. second place Capcom Cup from a couple years ago, bro. It did happen that way, and I got absolutely mollywhopped by everyone else. It was a bad time for me. I hey. was switching between characters. One of them was Vega. It was, it was bad. But, I play oh, Abigail we got now. the excuses another, going now. Give me another chance. I, I play Abigail now. now. Give me another chance. <laughs> um, hey, guys, if you're just joining us, it's actually Steve Jerk's birthday, so make sure to tweet at him <laughs> at Ace King Offsuit. Happy birthday. Photoshop that's, that's a picture one, of him. Yeah, there's a picture there that we're interested um, DM Donka, he wants to see those too. I do too, yeah. <laughs> and uh, moving on. I don't, I don't know about you people. So we had some total dumbass... Jackwad idiot on a wow. stream chat uh, oh, okay. say oh, yeah. something to the effect of, and I'm quoting here, uh, mass shooting at Evo 2018, see you there. That isn't funny no, in not. any way, shape, or form. Uh, I hope that the only excuse that this person has is that they were prepubescent or severely inebriated. Even then, it's not funny or appreciated. Of course, uh, we had Echo Fox, Justin Wong, uh, tweeting, this is not funny. At Evo needs to take this seriously. We just want to play video games and not have anything to do with this. Makes no one want to go to Evo after seeing this. Um, and then we had Mr. Wizard himself, one of the er organizers of the event. We're aware of the threat that was made against Evo 2018. Have contacted the FBI and Twitch regarding this matter. We take this very seriously and they will be punished. Folks in the law. Like, seriously, how stupid do you have to be? Especially considering Vegas, especially considering the current climate. I mean, it's just... I don't think that we can um, denounce this anymore. Um... Not funny, don't do shit like that. Yeah, I'm glad that Evo said they're taking it seriously because obviously that that is very scary in the climate of where we're at in the world. So, Yeah, and the sad thing is you have to take it seriously because 99.9% .9 of the people who will say dumbass shit like that on Twitter, it will be the, it'll just be them popping off at the mouth, trying to be funny, trying to be super edgelord uh, jokes man. That's a terrible phrase. <laughs> edgelord uh, jokes man. Edgelord jokes, man. But you've, but then there's that 0.1% chance that they're going to act on it. And you have to guard against the 0.1, especially with everything we've seen as of late, um, which we're not going to get into right now for um, fear of me getting pissed off. But Yeah, I mean, we got assholes putting bombs on people's doorsteps here in Austin. I mean, just don't, don't joke around with but that yeah. shit. Wizard said they're doing something about it. That's good. Okay. Um, you have on here Evo Leaderboard. What's that all about, Steve? Yeah. Uh, a little bit before we went live, Wizard actually tweeted out the ranking of the games in terms of entrance. I actually got a graphic in the uh, – Doc, if you can pull it up, and there it is, number one at Evo as of right now. Wow! Not Street Fighter, not a Capcom game. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, most entered game as of right now. Uh, Street Fighter in second, Tekken third. Then you've got the Smashes. Blaze Blue, I thought would be dead last. 
Uh, I'm ready to eat my hat on that, assuming that sticks. Uh, then you have Guilty Gear and Injustice bringing up the rear. Uh, so no numbers released as of yet. Uh, no hints as of it's real early. If of a course. game, yeah, if a game cracks the one or two K uh, mark, uh, if you'll remember the year that Street Fighter Five was breaking records, they were dropping those hints throughout registration last year when when registration slowed they didn't do that so um whether that's a sign or whether they're waiting for something else to drop who knows and uh how many months until evo uh it's gonna be beginning of august so a little under five months yeah there's plenty of time uh okay i i I honestly i'm like i I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's probably, you know, way less than half of the entrants have signed up so far, maybe less than a quarter. So it's hard to say if these will stay or not. But I, I'm, I'm surprised that Dragon Ball Z was ever first at all, let alone may end up that way. So Really? That's cool. Like, I, mean, I mean, but it's, sam- it's fresh. It's brand new. And it's sampling yep. from all of the communities. So no, it like, ended up well, doing I mean, that. I didn't necessarily think that would happen. So I'm impressed. Oh. Very cool. Okay, okay, okay. Moving on here, we have, as our next topic, this one I was actually a little bit surprised uh, okay, by. One more statement on that. I think there's a lot of people who are a little salty because of the whole Marvel thing, basically, again. And it does, Unpack that for me. It do does seem like Marvel would have gotten more entrance in some of these games. It just does. Absolutely. It seems well, almost undeniable that Marvel would not have been bottom one or two. And it probably would not have been bottom three. It probably would have been above at least the bottom three games. As far as entrance. I'm, I mean, at final round, it's got more. It's like, I don't want to, it's like third or something like that. Third or fourth, I think. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm trying to look it up right now. But it's got significant entrance, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so it's interesting, you know, that well, politics, man. Uh, it is actually fourth, uh, fourth with 73 entrance at final round. Uh, should note that uh, Street Fighter Five is at 373. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters at 314, and then Tekken is at 297. It's just so crazy how much lower the numbers are. Dog. Yeah, significant drop off between the big three and everybody else, at least at final round. We'll when, see when, if that. Continues. I mean, when I went to final round two years ago, it was 1,020. You know, that's was, what I was gonna was, ask. It was, what was that one high number that they got that one year? It's. I mean, obviously that was right when the game came out, but you know, Dragon Ball Z coming out obviously didn't come close to matching what Street Fighter did on its release. So it'll be interesting to see if fighting games will ever be able to match a release like that again. I hope they can. Do you think that numbers are down because of hype for the games? Or do you think it's just that for whatever reason, people aren't wanting to go to final round specifically? Or do you think this is setting the pace for what the rest of the pro I think it's a combination of the games. I think it's a combination of Street Fighter coming out just being the biggest thing for fighting games in general. it's a lot of stuff, and it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, other esports aren't based around open tournament entrance. They're based around prize pots, and you know, the open the the players play online, and then eventually, if they're good enough, they they get invited to these things. So, could this be the transition of us away from open tournaments? Who knows? We've talked about it like a hundred times. So, yeah. what what surprised me a little bit is. Um, Obviously, 2016, you talked about how massive that is, how many problems there were <laughs> uh, at yeah at the final round that year. Uh, but between the problems that other events ha- ended up having dealing with those numbers, like CEO, a, t- a tournament that 
normally was known for being one of the most well-run tournaments of the year ended up having some some not insignificant problems that year combined with final round 2017 you know turning a lot of those things around i thought people would be more willing to write that off as a massive street fighter 5 number problem as opposed to a final round problem well, you also had Jabaley talking about it and kind of fanning those flames a little bit. So it became a pretty big thing. And I mean, we know how people tend to be. It's more of the emotional reaction in the moment. And bad news is a lot more attractive than good news. So, I mean, maybe that's the equation that we're looking at, and that's why we're getting what we're getting. Perhaps. Sorry, I was distracted by it somebody will be putting inter- some I mean, uh, Regardless of all of that, I mean, obviously, the fact of the matter is this is a once-in-a-games-lifetime situation where this is the first time the Japanese will play versus Americans in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, And that's something that people are obviously looking really forward to. You know, the Goichi versus Sonic Fox exhibition was born out of hype for the idea. It wasn't that it didn't come first. It came because people wanted to see exactly that. So, you know, there's only one time you get to see this happen and, and get to see whether or not, you know, Japan's ahead right now or whether America's ahead right now. And so that's exciting because we haven't gotten to have a situation like that for, for years now, really. So, Hey, guys. Um, this is the next topic here I was actually super surprised to see. I guess it's not super surprising the more you think about it, but uh, it is definitely the end of an era and a change. And we're talking about where you can watch the Capcom Pro 2 this year. Now, in years prior, exclusivity has belonged to Twitch. If you want to watch the Capcom Pro 2, you got to watch it there. Now, I'm pretty sure I got the... Um, Somewhere here. Boom. Here it is. I have a theory on this one. Um, as do I. Um, now there are even more ways to watch CPT 2018, guys. We're proud to introduce CPT broadcasts on YouTube Gaming and Facebook. Read more I bet we probably have a similar theory. What's your theory, bro? I think that Twitch doesn't care about paying for exclusivity anymore because they're not scared. Uh, I think they don't give a... F- I, I just don't think they care anymore. I think they're like, whatever. Like, no one watches YouTube Gaming or Facebook Live broadcasts of video game tournaments. Why would we pay more? I, I, so I haven't been keeping up, but I know that um, Winter Stays On, the Capcom UK streams, uh, are on Facebook routinely. I've never, th- I don't think I've seen anything live on YouTube Gaming since it launched. I don't know how many years ago. But what I'm curious is how much do those rights cost? Um, that maybe Twitch was like, eh. But you're saying it doesn't even matter because people are going to watch Although it Although anyway. the other thing is that Facebook live has been paying for the rights to stream a lot of different stuff so it's probably a combination of facebook live really trying to get their foot in the door and twitch being like bring it on because i i i do think at least in the fgc most people are going to be watching twitch that's what we're used to um but i mean it's good to have more options for the viewers so i'm sure i mean there's no real negative for us now See, all I, these other I, options I, have stream chat so you can't make that as the differentiator what are you say i'm sorry bro I was going to say, uh, I don't know how much of an issue this is for uh, Capcom fighters specifically, but I know for a lot of other, uh, especially smaller fighting game uh, streamers, the big issue on YouTube isn't so much the streaming live, but the VODs. Because I know Twitch has been trying to get uh, their level of vods uh to the point of youtube where you can search and you know just find exactly what you're looking for but it isn't there yet and you see how many other how many times do you see a tournament streamer stream the match 
have to wait at least 24 or whatever their contract states before they can upload it on YouTube, but someone else has already freebooted it and gotten five, ten thousand views and taken the money that could have gone to them. So I don't know if yeah. this is a move to combat that or not. I'm wondering if uh, this is also an opportunity in the broader sense to take advantage of the Facebook audience to get more eyes on it than normally. They don't go to Twitch, yeah, don't give a shit about Twitch, never been to Twitch. Um, so I think this is a good thing as far as reach for us. At it's least. encouraging yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it happen. Um, the more the more avenues, the more channels to get the eyes on the FTC, the better. You know, it's, we got ESPN, obviously, is a big deal. And now we have more than just Twitch for people to watch it live. It's a win for us, like Don, I think Donk was saying. Right on. Um, and I wonder, but I wonder if Facebook is also, I mean, uh, presumably they paid for the rights to do this. I wonder if, um, if they're going to put some kind of promotion and push it out to people in a way that they haven't in the past. I'm interested. Uh, any other thoughts on that, gentlemen? Not for me. No? So we're moving on? Yes. How about a final round preview? We don't have a graphic That's, for that. So yeah, sorry. it sounded like we were getting ready for a graphic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, I'm blocking Hey, Cyanide. Shout out to Cyanide. Thanks, Gene. Beat me with his uh, Killer Frost. Have to mention it every time. I was real salty for a long time. Um, sorry, guys. I need to get some claps going. Let's get up a card. There we go. Thanks, there Picard. There you go. All right. Um, now, I know we just announced that we're going into our final round preview, but first... Just want to remind everybody that it's Steve's birthday. Okay, John, Street Fighter Five. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's Steve. It's his birthday. John, Street Fighter Five. Uh, what can you tell us? What are you looking forward to? What are the matchups? What are the names? What are the players? What are you excited about? Hot damn. Well, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> I've been looking through the, the brackets here because there is no longer emergency registration. So if you go on Smash GG, uh, I don't know that the pools are finalized, but the, uh, the names in those pools are the ones that are there and no more are coming in. Um, and, and looking at it, it's a very, very stacked tournament, as we would expect it to be. It's the first premiere. It's the first Capcom Pro Tour. It's the premiere premiere. Um, and so uh, you've got a lot of really big names. No pool is safe. Um, most of them have two killer names. Like the very first one, you look at here, Chris T and Infiltration. you got to get through those two. Uh, one of them is going to be in Losers coming out of pools. Um, and, and looking around a little bit, uh, I, I noted some other uh, some other pretty big deal ones. Pool 12 has both Moke and Problem X. M uh, Moke was in uh, top eight of Capcom Cup. Am I right? Right. So, yes. 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 All the Rashids look alike to me, so I, I, I can get them confused. Uh, That's characterist. Yeah. I don't, I don't, sorry. Uh, pool 11 has Kaba, uh, K Brad. Kazunoko and Arturo Sanchez. Now, obviously, not all those names are on the same level with each other. Some have seen more success than others in Street Fighter V. But the fact of the matter is, um, all of those guys are people that when they're in your pool, you're like, oh, crap, that guy's in my pool. All four of them in the same pool. Only two of them are getting out at, at most. Um, Daigo and PR Rog are in the exact same pool. They're both in the same sponsor, uh, and, and they'll be uh, potentially facing off there. But they're also in there with Mike and Ike, who we haven't seen a ton of um, as of late, but uh, a very strong Laura player. Uh, John Takuchi, Takuchi, Luffy, and Cool Kid all in the same pool, uh, H4. So the, the point of it is, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of these uh, huge names, and, and yet right off the bat, a lot of them are going to be uh, clashing very early on. 
Um, we were talking about Nemo earlier. He's in a pool with Justin Wong. But more importantly than that, both of those two are in a pool with a guy named Fart Boner. And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, who knows what's going to happen? You know, it's going to be a very exciting watch. So uh, just seeing what happens after these first initial rounds, you know, go to the top 64, even that's going to be pretty crazy um, leading up into there. So, uh, but my pick to uh, to win it all, obviously, is going to be Fart Boner just because I don't even need to go It'd into it. It'd be weird if he didn't so. win. A hey, yeah. uh, question for you, John. Um, how do you think Chris T's going to do? Uh, well, it depends. I guess he's back on the Ken train, right? Is he? He's off a of guile already? I, I, I think I saw – he posted <laughs> – let me check out Chris T's Twitter real quick. Now he posted, um, uh, I think, some match footage recently, and he was playing Twin. Uh, he was playing Twitter. He was playing uh, Ken. So uh, I think he's off of that like whole Ken fasting uh, uh, walkout thing that he was that he was <laughs> going on about. But we saw that coming, right? Um, and then the other name I wanted to bring up that you brought up, uh, Pierre Rog. Where's he been? Is he using Pierre Rog? What's up with him? I, I, I assume so. No one's seen too much of him as of late. He obviously didn't have the best year. I mean, still a strong player every time we see him and such. But um, for, for whatever reason, Street Fighter V, he hasn't clicked with it as much as other players. Um, and so, and yeah, and now we got Balrog nerfed uh, compared to last year. So we'll see how he does. We'll see how you know players like Smug do as well. Um, it'll be interesting there, but but given that he didn't do amazingly last year, he didn't do PR ROG level last year, and now the character's not as strong, um, given that he's still playing him, uh, I don't know. It's it's He's not as scary as he used to be, but especially if you're in with Daigo, who's obviously the on top of the FGC or the Street Fighter V world right now. Um, but yeah, again, a lot of big clashes early on, and it's only going to get more exciting from there. So, How do you personally feel about seeing PR ROG back in there, just as a... Uh, audience member. Oh, the guy has so much charisma, so much hype, and you can never count him out. That it doesn't really matter what he's playing. He's such a smart player in general. Um, it, it, there's always potential, you know. So, uh, and, and like I said, very charismatic. A lot of times would be the sole representation for America in international events. When you got to like a top eight, he would be one of those guys that would be there. Um, so I'm excited to see him continuing to play. I would hate to see him retire again. Um, and uh, and yeah. Right on. Uh, any other thoughts for the Street Fighter V preview of Final Round? Nope. Okay. Fart boner. Fart boner. Keep your eyes peeled on that fart boner. Uh, moving on to Tekken 7. And we have a guy that actually writes for the Tekken World Tour. Oh, wow. Uh, you might know him. It's actually his birthday today. It's Steve <laughs> Ace King Offsuit Jurek. He's Android 18 plus Android 16 years old, if I'm not mistaken. And as I just mentioned, I hope you're listening. It's his birthday. All right, Tekken 7 preview, go. Oh, man. Here's, here's a great drinking game to play. Uh, take a shot every time Efren shoehorns a, a birthday reference into things. It's Steve's birthday. Oh, you have to do a birthday case shot. Yeah. Don't do that if you like living, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Tekken has always been a big tournament at final round. Um, it's one of the biggest tournaments in the u.s at least um also the world um and it's going to be even bigger this year now it's the kickoff event for the capcom pro tour or the tekken world tour as a dish in addition to the capcom pro tour korea is coming in hard this year uh you got jdcr low high knee saint dimeback akoma chanel john ding 
they are going to be a very serious presence uh, this weekend. I would expect to see at least four of those guys in top eight. You know, no disrespect to the American players. There's plenty of American talent. You've got speed kicks. You've got Anakin. You've got Poke Chop, who's going to be, be putting in some work. But I expect Korea to have a very big showing. And this is going to be a big test because this game is still less than a year old in the West, at least. So you've had the level of play in the U.S., in Europe, rise and rise at a pretty quick pace. Uh, we're going to see how they stack up against some of the best in the world uh, this weekend. couple of pools I want to point out where you're going to have some big matches early. Uh, pool C1, which will be held at 4 o'clock on Friday. You've got Kawhi Face Miles and Mateo, who both played at the uh, E-League Tekken Team Takedown, and Trungi, all in the same half of the bracket. Whoever gets through that on winner's side, they get to face low high most likely. So no easy path out of there. Uh, also look at pool H1, which will be at 2 p.m. on Saturday. And again, you've got three notable U.S. names uh, on one side of the bracket. Beautiful dude. Uh, more known for anime than he is for Tekken, but he did eliminate Tanukana at EVO this past year. Uh, he... Shinblade and Cody are going to be in the same pool. The win whoever gets out of that, they'll most likely have to deal with Dimeback uh, to get out of that pool in winners. So that's going to be another strong one. And then pool I one, uh, which is the final wave of pools on Saturday. Uh, you've got Saint and Lil Majin. Now Lil Majin gave uh, Jimmy J Tran everything he could handle uh, at E League. A uh, week and a half ago. He also played Saint really tight when the two played at CEO last year. And Saint has been known to drop some sets early in tournaments and take early uh, visits to the loser's bracket. So don't be completely shocked if you see Lil Majin make it out of that pool in winter side. Uh, people are asking, what about Cuddlecore? Is she going to be there? Uh, Cuddlecore, unless unless she got in at the last minute, I did not see her in the bracket. I did not see Kodans or Jimmy J. Tran. Still going to be a ton of great players there, uh, but those three names, unfortunately, don't look like uh, they'll be in the mix this weekend. Are you going to be hitting us up with that schedule anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting to see if any last-minute changes are made. The schedule is already posted on the Final Round website. If you go to finalround.org, uh, go to uh, Final Round 2018 under the Events tab and click Schedule. It will have the stream schedule right there. I'll have my time zone uh, conversions out probably tomorrow night. Thank you very much for that preview, Steve. Ace King Officer Jurek. It's also his birthday. Um, Shot. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the only other game that we will be previewing tonight, Dragon Ball Fighters. So I'll talk a little bit first about the tournament and then the exhibition. Uh, the tournament's pretty interesting, right? Uh, there, there's some numbers out there talking about crossover entrance between games, and DBFZ has by far the highest proportion where like the majority of the players are, are entering other games as well. And you see that when you look through the bracket, you're like, what game am I looking at, right? Like there's there's people who are, you know, of varying competitiveness levels coming from other games. You know, you know, 
Forever King is playing. I don't know how seriously he's been playing Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but maybe he has. Maybe he's godlike. Uh, you know, Justin's playing from Xiaobao, the, the Taiwanese Vega player is playing. From Japan, you have people who you know are taking the game super seriously, like Dogura and Goichi are mm -hmm. both entered. Uh, Galileo, who famously won Evo and Blaze Blue two or three years ago, is entered in the tournament. Momochi is entered in the tournament. Wow. Um, and a lot of these guys are, from from what I've heard and from what I've seen from Japan, taking the game very seriously, which is super cool. And then you have some of the biggest names from the U.S. scene so far, like uh, Sonic Fox and The Kill Sage and people like that entering as well. So it's definitely going to be like one of those things where we have no idea right now where the standings are. Because people from across the U.S. haven't even gotten to play necessarily yet, let alone U.S. versus Japan versus Taiwan. So, you know, we're basically guessing based on how good people have been so far in their gameplay footage and how good they are in other games as to, you know, who the dominant players might be. Do your stats tell you what game has the most crossover? Like, what game are they coming from the most? Uh, from what I saw, I don't have the stats up right now, but a lot of them are coming from Street Fighter V, a lot of them are coming from Marvel Infinite, and a lot of them are coming from Guilty Gear. Right on. Okay, what are you looking forward to? Um, as I said, the thing that I'm looking the most forward to is getting to see Japan versus America. Um, you know, Goichi's local doesn't really sound like a local when you look at it. Last week, the results were Goichi first, Dogra second, Fenrich third, and Koji KOG in fourth. That sounds like SBO finals, right? That sounds like the, the greatest tournament of all time. Because, I mean, look into that list, right? Goichi, one of the best players in, like, or if not the best player in, like, six different games. Dogra... You know, maybe at one point the best Blaze Blue player, one of the best Street Fighter V players, one of the best Guilty Gear players, uh, Koji Koji, a legend, Fenrich, the best Blaze Blue player of all time, maybe. These are the guys he competes with on a weekly basis. And beats. And beats very consistently. I, I just think he's the guy to beat right now. And in the U.S., obviously, Sonic Fox is the guy to beat here. So. So I don't think you have anything that you want to tell us about the uh, necessarily the pools or the brackets or anything, like that, but you yeah. do want to talk about that. Uh, the, the exhibition. exhibition is going to be interesting. They they just interviewed uh, Kazunoko about it, and he said that he thinks that Goichi will thrash uh, Sonic Fox ten to three. Ten and he said three. maybe wow. three. He said maybe three. Maybe I'm, based three. on what? I'm leaning the same direction. I think it's going to be free. I honestly uh, think it's going to be free. I, all over my Facebook, it's just been, can you please bet on on Goichi so I can make money? Yeah, no, I've seen that like three different posts. I think it's going to be free based on what I've seen, but at the same time, it's one of those things where, like, if Sonic Fox won, like, I mean, he he usually wins when he plays video games. So yeah. It, it's yeah. very it, – we have nothing to go based on other than the videos we've seen them play because they literally have not played one common player. There's not one guy who can be like, yeah, Goichi beat me a little bit harder than Sonic Fox. I have no idea. They both pretty much washed everyone they've played so far. So despite the fact that based on the footage I've seen, I think Goichi will win – there's not a good basis for that. And Sonic Fox could very easily kick the shit out of him. Yeah, we had Sejam on Twitter saying, if you believe in Goichi over Sonic Fox and Dragon Ball Fighters, and you'd like to make tax season <laughs> easier for me, say what's good. It's really Fire cool because they're seeing people so confident on both sides. Usually, if a game's been out for three or four years, you have like, you know, people are like, Daigo versus Tokido, they're like, you know, Daigo's been beating Tokido, Tokido's better, I think it's going to be close, like there's a lot of history there, they've played each other a hundred times. Here it's just... Back your boy, you know? <laughs> and this all started because Goichi looked in the camera and said, you're next, Sonic Fox. Yeah, no, it, it, it grew really organically, and it's going to be super hype. Uh, the, the, the one fun thing to look out for is they both have somewhat similar play styles. They're both very overbearing players. They both pick very cheap characters universally. What can you tell us about the, the character games. selection? Um, so Goichi is going to be playing Adult Gohan, Cell, 
and Goku Black, or I mean, uh, Adult Gohan, Cell, and Vegeta, if he's been playing the same teams he's been playing in tournament recently. Okay. Uh, Adult Gohan and Cell are very often considered the best or two of the best three-point characters in the game, and Vegeta's the best assist. Really standard top-tier team. Uh, and Sonic Fox is playing Hit, Android 16, and Goku Black. And famously, Sonic Fox thinks that Vegeta is a bad character and a bad addition to the team where every single top player in Japan plays Vegeta. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, Goichi's team is more straightforward top tier, whereas Sonic Fox has the advantage of being probably the best hit player by a country mile. So will Goichi be ready for hit? Will Sonic Fox be ready for a top tier player actually playing Vegeta? Because it seems like he's convinced most of New York not to play Vegeta. Mm. Who knows? I mean, yet again, literally, who the hell knows? We, we, we won't know until Friday. Of course, Diamond Dog in the chat is asking the real questions. Will Sonic Fox cry like Tokido if he loses? Um, sir, I think no one could have that much on the line here, right? I think this has definitely got a lot more of a fun air to it because there's no basis for anything. But you can tell they both want to win. They both had a lot of fun calling each other out, and I think they both want to be considered the dominant guy to beat right now. Um, I think the guys that Goichi has beaten have been more notable, but at the same time, Sonic Fox has shown great adaptation, losing 2-0 to Chris G and then beating him 3-0. So maybe his, his adaptation skills will be what lets him win the set. That brings us to the end of and, our... And the last notable thing I'll say is that both of these guys are going to be pretty seriously playing another game at this tournament as well. Sonic Fox, you know, has been posting Injustice videos. He wants to keep up to date in Injustice and win that at Evo. Goichi is, you know, always in the hunt for a Capcom Cup spot, being one of the best Street Fighter V players. Um, it, it's pretty awesome that they're both juggling DBZ this seriously, despite having, you know, their hands in other buckets. That brings us to the end of our preview for Final Round. We're all looking forward to that. Of course, it's the kickoff of the Capcom Pro Tour, as well as the Tekken World Tour. But I have breaking news, although it's it? not breaking. This is from uh, at least 10 hours ago. Somebody in the chat told us that there's an Event Hubs article about the FGC inspirations. And apparently somebody put Ace King Offsuit, our very own Steve Jerk, in here. Um, I don't know if you guys it's know his this. Birthday. I don't know if you know this, but it's his birthday. John, you're right. Oh, I had to know. Like your joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a joke, all right? It's the miracle of, of birth, and it's been 38 years in the making. Oh, wait. My math is wrong. Did, did you just <laughs> say the miracle of birth? Yeah. That many years God. ago. It is your birthday. What in the world? <laughs> but yeah, Goichi is going to watch the show Sonic Fox, and if you want to bet me, uh, DM me on Twitter. I wish I was going to be at final round just to see uh, just to see the audience turn into the freaking New York exchange i'm just worried you're gonna see like <laughs> half of them leave after the match trying to dodge the bets man like this is gonna wait, be crazy wait. What, uh, i'm not betting against you i want to bet on the same because I, I, I believe you here but i have some people to hit up how much do you think i should bet oh god <laughs> I mean, that that all depends on how much you're willing to lose john and there's a there's so you don't a lot think of... that goichi's gonna win oh i think he's gonna win i just think that in case he doesn't win you know you don't want to be really really sad I, I would also say you might want to check the uh, uh, ethics guide in your EH. Bison Hobby, I'll oh, bet you $50. Bucks. Okay, then never e mind. Never if, mind. if you want to, uh, yeah, message me. And I'll e-shake you, Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, T.O. from Texas. Um, all right, guys. So we're really excited about Final Round. Of course, you can catch that on Twitch. And at least for the CPT part of it, you can watch that on Facebook and YouTube as well. Um... Okay. Well, the real question is, how much money are we going to bet on Fart Boner to win his pool? Yeah. <laughs> Zero dollars. Oh. I bet that he will not win his pool. 
Here, I got... There's actually a Smash player who goes by, I kid you not, Big Dick Billy, who has been, like, beating top players, like, on a streak. So that's pretty... It's it, There's precedent here. <laughs> if you have a vulgar name, you're likely to win? You, you might scare... Because no one wants to lose to Fart Boner, right? Like, it's, like, so much pressure, right? Because that's, that's an Event Hub's article. <laughs> I'm trying I, not to... Would you not click on that headline? <laughs> I would. All right, forget FGC inspirations. I want to see everyone tweet out their top five uh, tournament names that they've seen, top five gamer tags that they have seen. Someone, there was a guy in my pool once named Kissed Your Mom, and that was like, damn, dude, like, <laughs> you got me. Um, I'm trying to like picture what the hell a fart boner actually is, and I'm, and I'm gonna stop. Um, you not it's Steve's birthday for us. <laughs> oh wait, it's what? It's, Steve's 58, dude. <laughs> Which is how many copies of, of Marvel oh, right, or whatever Donkey's giving away. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on, guys. The most important news probably of this century. Um, there's a new Smash Brothers that's been announced for the Nintendo Switch. We, okay, so, so there is... No one knows for sure if it's a new Smash Brothers or if oh, it's it a port. Be. It does look like a new Smash Brothers. I think the common opinion right now is that based on the fact that they showed a new character... They showed old characters in different costumes, and they had a new logo. It does indeed seem like a new Smash game. But this is a way smaller gap between a new game than any of the previous ones. The previous ones have been like 10 years, different console generations, etc. And this will only have been four years, I think. So. But it's still a different console. And, and, and if, if this turned out to be, in the way that they highlighted this and they showed this, and then it turned out to be a port. I think you'd have riots at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, really it could have been it, the Smash Four on the Switch would, or Melee, or whatever on the Switch would have been just fine. But you basically, without saying it, have said, "Hey, new Smash game." And then if it's a port, uh, uh, yeah, people no. pissed. No, Although they did that's do that with Mario Kart, right? They that's did a do Capcom that. 2017 move, uh, and and no. So so uh, I'm I'm Why I bet a lot of want money. Why did Waluigi so bad, dude? <laughs> wow, Luigi! Come on, man! Just for that, because yeah. like Just Luigi's like the alone. butt of the joke, and this guy's like the butt of the butt of the butt of the joke, and you got you know he's like an underdog. He's like a T Hawk. Um, so before we're talking about Smash Brothers now, but before going any further, there's some funny names that people uh, put up in the chat. Shaquille Uniel is in there, <laughs> and Pierre <laughs> Balrog is a pretty good one. Pierre Balrog. <laughs> All right, uh, but back to um, LTG's boyfriend. LTG's boyfriend is in there. Yeah, I jumped over that one. Absolute battle. We had somebody called Granny Got Them Hands. Granny, Granny got, got Them, them Hands. Oh, it was, an oh, it was a Kimbo. Yeah, I did. An, I did an interview with her because she. It was. She was. Um, um, <laughs> she was like in her fifties or some something like that, and she was playing on stream, and it was Granny Got Them Hands. That was great. <laughs> um, cool. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> and Event Hubs, John Velociraptor Granny hashtag Guild, something like that. I'm sure it'll come up. Um, okay, but going back to Smash Brothers. We had, as the question of the day, what character do you want to see in Smash? And I have <laughs> them here. Answers. I haven't read these yet. But I think I have these in order. Question of the day. Uh, what new character do you want to see in hashtag Smash Bros. Switch? FGC Otter says, put Sagat in Smash. I can't believe Sagat has taken this long to get an SF5. He should <laughs> yeah. be in Smash. Put him in any damn fighting game. Um, then we have, oh, me. <laughs> I said, put T-Hawk. Would you play that? Hell yeah, I would. Are you kidding me? You really, I mean, people don't know Efren. Like, Efren would play anything with T-Hawk in it. <laughs> anything. Yeah, dude. I would. 
Um, he has been itching to play me a set in Street Fighter 4. Uh, and you keep ducking me, dude. I, we don't have the game on the same console. Hey, so John, remember that time? That. You know what? Can we <laughs> next... Can can next week... Yeah, I'll side we'll bet on Street John Fighter versus, uh, versus four, Efren. And we'll play online on this show just so you can shut up. And also, it's Steve's birthday. Hey, it's Steve's birthday, but also... Listen, it's Steve's birthday, but also it was a first to ten, so maybe I'm like the Daigo to you being Takeda. It was not a first to ten. <laughs> it was more. I think we played like 30 matches. I don't know because I was sleeping. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's Steve's birthday. So going back to the question of the day. Do um, it. Shadow the Hedgehog with a gun. Uh, I think canonically he has a gun, so it's not that weird. Okay, moving on to Puzera. Bring my man Solid Snake back. He was my main since third strike. I didn't know he was in that game. Um... We'll Maybe. go with it. Uh, the X-Men. <laughs> the X put them in there, dude. Yeah, we're getting memed Who up. <laughs> Who are they? I don't even know. I don't remember. Yeah, I know. Well, probably you wouldn't remember, but they're a function of fighting game. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you might as well just put a function. Old Spice. Snake Balloon says Old Spice Guy. <laughs> and then he comes out, and then it's a tight ad. Um, Drawer Fall <laughs> says Twintel. She's just such an interesting character, and arm <laughs> mechanics would transfer well into Smash. I actually think that would be a no-brainer. They should I like definitely the picture put it on. we used. <laughs> it was the one that they uh, included in the tweet, um, and Steve couldn't be bothered to find any other images of Twintel. I'm not gonna change the wording of what the people say. <laughs> that's that's good. No censorship here. Yeah, that's is a censorship-free zone, and it's also Steve's birthday. Um, <laughs> and I think that all we have left to do. Is a block grab. Block grab. Grab. All right. Um, we don't have any names here, so we're gonna oh, go you're just making with, them up. We're gonna make them up. I'm gonna pull I, I, them out. I'll, I'll, I'll shout out some of the ones that uh, got tweeted. Uh, put, 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 put them in the doc. Put them in the doc, and then the the the, the chat will be uh, surprised uh, along with us. And don't forget, if you are sub to this channel. You can type in B-O-V, lowercase, and then uppercase B-L-O-C-K for block, and then B-O-V, grab, to do a block and or a grab. Damn it, John, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Darn. First one, block or grab, Goku. Block or grab on Goku? Block or grab for, on Goku for Smash? for Smash Brothers on the Switch. Oh, God. Wait, you're just making these up, right? No. As you go? No. I think... I did not invent Goku. I think putting any anime character in a Smash game is a scary precedent, right? Like, well, isn't, like, Cloud kind of an anime character? He's a, he's a video game character. Fair enough, but there was a movie that was anime-esque. There was a movie that's anime-esque. It's not like... Like, it's one of those things where if I played Smash, I would definitely grab, right? Because I feel like it would be, like, way more pop monsters in the scene to beat up now. But at the same time... God. I mean, Goku would be... The, like, like, watching the reaction videos of Goku being announced for Smash <laughs> would be fun enough that I'm going to grab. All right. Grab Goku. John, um... It's Steve's birthday, but will you block or grab on Goku? It will not happen, by the way. No way. Uh, uh, that's silly to see. To think of Goku fighting Jigglypuff or something like that cool. is stupid. And uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys now, I'm blocking on virtually everything except for uh, Jack from the Jack in the Box. If he's in it, I'm down. But uh, everybody else, it just pales in comparison. All right. Uh, Steve, happy birthday. Also, Goku, Thank you. block or grab. 
I was thinking of I was leaning towards block until you mentioned the reaction videos. I still think uh, the reaction videos for uh, when they announced Mega Man that was the greatest character reveal I think of any game of that all time. That was good. That I, was, I liked uh, Black Yoshi's videos on Manat too, in Street Fighter. Those were godlike. <laughs> I have to go. I have to look those up. Yeah. So um, so uh, I'm gonna grab. He convinced me. I was going to block. Now I'm going to grab. We have a grab, block, grab. And we're moving on More to our next. More importantly, we have a million uh, jack-in-the-box emotes in the chat. Well, I added it to the list, John. Dude, the taco so nachos. We'll taco they went nachos. up 29 cents. Damn, Trump's America, dude. Really? It's still oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The two tacos for 99 cents are now buck 29. Yeah, it's oh, that, we'll terrible. talk about it next week. All right, guys. Moving on to the next character for you to block and or grab. Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, like, okay, I'm like the person who like didn't like Crash Bandicoot that much. And I grew up in that generation, right? Like that's actually exactly my childhood is Crash Bandicoot. I thought it was a cool game. It was fine. Um, I think he would be a good Smash character though. He's already in Battle Royale, isn't he? Is he? Is he? I don't know. Yeah. This one, he's like, he has like a PlayStation character. I mean, although again, again, I guess Cloud made it in. So like anything can happen. Who the hell knows? I mean, they really... The, there was a point, right, where Smash, it was like third-party characters will never make it in. And then Sonic and Snake made it in, and they were like, okay, some can make it in, but, like, not many. And now it's anything. So Crash could easily make it. And uh, I'll grab. I think he's interesting enough. Right on. John, block or grab on Crash Bandicoot? Uh, he makes total sense. Uh, I, I think someone just mentioned in the chat that, like, the trilogy is coming to the Switch. He's a character that, that looks like he could be in Smash. Um, you could see him being in there. You could incorporate his moves, uh, and, and they would be exactly Smash Bros. Um, so based on all that, I'm going to grab. I'm gonna block because it's not Jack from Jack in the Box. <laughs> Good block. Good block. Hey, Steve, happy birthday. Block the grab on Cash Bandicoot. I am going to grab because, A, it makes sense, and, B, I honestly think he's going to be in the game. That is my... It makes sense. I think it's That is possible. my prediction. That is my one big prediction for new characters. This next one I'm pretty excited about, and I hope that this character, and I'm surprised they actually, now that I see it, I'm surprised they haven't been in there, and it's Simon Belmont from Castlevania. Block or grab. This is before your time. I'm a Nintendo guy. Eh, I mean, I've played, I've played all the, like, the first four Castlevania games or whatever. Um, not even based on your boy's uh, recent Castlevania series on Netflix? That'd be cool. I mean, I know I know the guys, a few of the guys who helped make the Castlevania series, and I like them a lot. But at the same time, I don't think he fits. For me, it's not... It's Dude, not, there's a ton of characters that like like, have projectiles I, I and whip like type things. I'm blocking. This is my block. I'm blocking you can grab. here. You can grab. Here, effort block or grab? Grab. Grab. Okay. John, block or grab on Simon Belmont of the Belmont I mean, clan? So there, there have been... Um, like. If this was before Ryu and and Solid Snake and stuff like that, I go like, there's no way I can't see this character in Smash. But I can see him in Smash now. And uh, Castlevania, uh, it's 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 like a legendary series, right? It's it's not as hype as it was, you know, back in the day. But it could always come back. And maybe something like a like an introduction into Smash would be like the beginning of something like that would spark things. Um, and you know he's got like his, what his whip and vampiric and all that kind of stuff. It's a little bit weird, but it's pretty cool. But it doesn't have um, sourdough bacon jack, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say block. Goddamn. Hey Steve, happy birthday! Block a grab on uh, Simon Belmont. Um, I gotta say the one thing that's 
Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's like the first image that pops up when you put birthday birthday hats on uh, Google too, because I've done it many times. <laughs> These are your Twitch dollars at work, people. Um, I think one thing that Nintendo really excels on, whether you, regardless of what you think of Smash as a fighting game, <laughs> is that um, they nail you know the feeling of the character. You know when they bring a character in. They cram in so many references and they do it so well. Um, I just feel like Simon would be a great fit, so I'm going to grab. It. Steve, could you could you move to your uh, to your right a little bit? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Bridget. Oh my gosh! Uh, Shaz Tualan, uh, our uh, technical director here in the studio, for that clutch birthday hat. Uh, moving on to our next block grab. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Here we go. I think they might as well go all the way. It sounds like a guy, and this is like a hard block to grab because it's kind of like they could be anything and it should be anything, right? Like, what are they? It's not like there's any continuity for them to try to hold up. Like, by adding more and more ridiculous and out of place characters, like, more people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy the game just to play Sora. And that actually happens in Smash. So, uh, I'll grab. Of course. Saw that one coming a mile away. John, block or grab on Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I um, I agree with virtually everything Donka just said, except that I would block. <laughs> um, hey, Steve. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. Also, uh, Sora, block or grab, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, God. Um, Sora would fit well, but I don't want to see Sora in anything except Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, because that means not, not like Kingdom Hearts 2.9 Double Drip Cafe Mocha. Double, double Drip. <laughs> I, want, I want Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out and be done so we can be done with it. And also a Kim Possible level, so block. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we only have one left to block and or grab on, and that is Ronald McDonald from McDonald's. Just kidding, John. Jack from Jack in the Box. Block or grab? It's almost one of those things where, like, you don't want to, like, grab because it's pathetic they haven't added him yet, right? Like, it's, it's kind of strange, honestly. When you saw yeah. in the original Smash game they had 12 characters, you're at your 11 secret character, you've unlocked Luigi and Jigglypuff, and you think, oh, of course, I'm going to unlock Jack from Jack in the Box next, and it was Captain Falcon. <laughs> and so yeah, it's bizarre. weird. I'm going to grab, like, finally put him in. Thank you. Um, Steve. Block or grab on Jack from Jack in the Box. Also, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to block because no, he is no match for the horror that is Dark Donald. Yeah. If you remember uh, way back at U, uh, UFGT, the salty silent auction, that tournament, uh, that Mugen tournament uh, with uh, all those random characters... Dark Donald destroyed everything in his path. He is the only fast food mascot I want to see uh, throw his hands at Mario. So I'm going to block on Jack. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of Block Grab. And uh, I think we got everybody's opinions on everything. <laughs> John? Block or grab yep. on Jack from Jack in the Box? Like the fast food mascot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's stupid, but block that's dumb. 
<laughs> do you not take yourself seriously? Like, this is a serious show. I don't understand why. <laughs> like, it's about fighting games. Um, I mean, which is why I mean, I'm confused. We're talking about Smash in the first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, this this show's done. I mean, I don't know if we're coming back next week with this kind of crap. <laughs> Sorry that your your birthday <laughs> show was maybe our last, Steve. Like, <laughs> Thanks, John, for uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, um <laughs> I think we need to go to Steve. <laughs> it's Steve's birthday, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah. His hat no longer fits on his head. That's how excited he is. <laughs> Looks pretty good, if you ask me. <laughs> Hey, Steve, um, <laughs> happy birthday, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so funny to me? It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to start crying like like it's going to transition to oh. any second here. We should probably cut oh, the show before our that own Tokido. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to the end of Best of Five for March 13th, 2018. Uh, thank you for watching. Please, Thank you, everybody who subbed. Shout-outs to Steve. It's his birthday. Don't forget to send those dick pics. I mean, the uh, Photoshop <laughs> pictures of him eating bacon. Steakhouse One bacon. One note. Uh, if you are not, if you have not been following, um, not only do we have archives on our Twitch channel, but we, are also, we also have a SoundCloud now uh, where we're putting audio versions of the archives. And hopefully we, we've submitted it. And uh, we're waiting for approval on this, but we'll hopefully be in the iTunes store very soon. Hey, well. right on. So you'll be able to listen to us on the go. We're also going to start uh, simulcasting to Facebook and YouTube gaming. <laughs> Just kidding. We're here on Twitch. We're not going to do that. Yeah, we're sticking with Twitch. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Follow us all on Twitter. That's John Velociraptor Guerrero, spoke with a one, not an I. That's <laughs> Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek. It's his birthday. Wow. And we got Mike Schiller over here. He goes by at Das Danke, D-A-S-D-A-N-K-E. And we'll be here next week. See you guys. Love and miss. Bye. <laughs>